Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, August 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The European Commission plans new rules on the use of facial recognition technology, and the IMF has backed the scrapping of a long-standing age restriction for its chief, clearing the way for Christine Lagarde's replacement. Plus, Emmanuel Macron has abandoned the G7's joint final communique, and minutes from last month's Federal Reserve meeting reveal a split among officials over the U.S. rate cut. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Brussels is taking steps to protect EU citizens from creeping public surveillance. Sources told the FT that the European Commission is planning a new regulation. It would give citizens explicit rights over the use of their facial recognition data. It's part of an overhaul on how Europe regulates artificial intelligence. One official said the plan would limit, quote, the indiscriminate use of facial recognition technology by companies and public authorities. And European citizens would know when facial recognition data are being used. A spokesperson for the European Commission declined to comment, but the incoming president of the commission, Ursula von der Leyen, has said she will unveil new AI legislation within her first 100 days in office. Bulgaria's Kristalina Georgieva is one step closer to becoming the new head of the International Monetary Fund. Yesterday, the IMF's executive board of directors recommended a motion to remove the age limit from its internal bylaws. The restriction prevented new managing directors from being 65 years or older. A fund official said the motion was backed by an overwhelming consensus of countries. This would clear the way for Ms. Georgieva, who just turned 66, to secede the outgoing IMF head, Christine Lagarde. Ms. Georgieva was picked as Europe's choice to lead the fund earlier this month. No other candidates from large emerging economies have declared their candidacy. The IMF has imposed an age restriction on its managing directors since 1951. To finalize the move, the fund's board of governors will need two-thirds of voting countries to back the measure by September 4th. Emmanuel Macron is hoping to avoid a G7 confrontation this weekend at all costs, so much so that he's willing to abandon one of the annual summit's traditions. On Wednesday, the French president said he was ditching the final communique at the upcoming Group of Seven summit in Biarritz. Mr. Macron said that, quote, we are living through a very deep crisis of democracy. He said his aim was to reinforce multilateralism and international support for the rule of law. The president hopes to do that through informal strategic dialogue as countries become challenged by authoritarian regimes. Last year, U.S. President Donald Trump withdrew America's endorsement of the G7 communique. The withdrawal came after a dispute over trade with summit host and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve released its July meeting minutes, revealing discord. Federal Chairman Jay Powell faced a split among U.S. central bank officials as he pressed ahead with a one-notch interest rate cut. Some officials called for more aggressive easing. Several members said they would have preferred a half-point cut in rates immediately. Other officials resisted any action at all. The range of views could be an issue for Mr. Powell going into the next Federal Open Market Committee meeting in September. Investors are expecting another move by the Fed to cut interest rates. Division within the Fed isn't the only thing Mr. Powell will have to face this week. Today, policymakers from around the world will meet in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. 
on the agenda are discussions on what to do about inflation and whether they've got the right tools to stimulate economic growth. The FT's U.S. economics editor, Brendan Greeley, has more on the annual summer gathering. Well, central banks do this every year. It became, uh, in the 80s and 90s, a place where central bankers could get together, just be with each other, and geek out on economic papers. After the financial crisis, Jackson Hole became a place for the Fed in particular to roll out big new programs. Part of it was by accident. It just happened in August that they were ready to do it. Part of it is it was sort of seen as the right way to prepare people. So since the financial crisis, Jackson Hole has become a place where the Fed is expected to roll out big new announcements. This is partly an accident of timing. It's just been that the Fed chair generally gives the opening speech at Jackson Hole. And in a couple of years after the crisis, major things needed to be said in August. So it's by no means absolute that the Fed chair has to do this. But it is expected. The challenge right now for Jay Powell is that not necessarily clear what he has to say. So they rolled out this, what they were described as an insurance cut, just 25 basis points in July. And markets took the language around the cut to mean that they weren't really committed to a path of cutting. And perversely, consumers just told in the August Michigan uh, University of Michigan survey of consumers, they just told that survey that when they saw that there was a rate cut, they interpreted that to mean that a recession was coming, and it darkened their mood somewhat. The problem that Jay Powell has right now is that he's sort of trying to manage stuff that may be coming in the future, but just isn't there right now in the data. American consumers are still buying things. The unemployment rate is still at sort of a multi-decade record low. The data doesn't look bad in the way it looks bad in many other developed economies, Germany in particular. You know, the GDP shrank in the last quarter. So add to that the broader picture of what's going on at Jackson Hole and what it looks like the theme of the conference is going to be is that people who make monetary policy aren't necessarily sure that their tools still work. If you look at what central banks have done since the financial crisis, they've consistently dropped their short-term rates, in many cases below zero. They've bought securities to drop their long-term rates as well. And so you've got rates down everywhere and this traditional path where you lower the cost of capital uh, and that spurs you know, new lending, it doesn't seem to be as effective as it did, basically because, you know, we used to have farther to go when we were ready to drop rates. Right now, with some rates below zero, the Fed rate's only at 2%, there just isn't that much room to cut. It's not entirely clear what they would do in the event of a recession. And on top of that, it's not entirely clear that a recession is coming. So what you have happening on Friday morning is that j Powell will give a speech because generally that's what happens at Jackson Hole. It's not entirely clear that his tools still work, nor is that necessarily clear for any central banker. It's not entirely clear that he has a recession to deal with or a looming recession to deal with. And yet, because of the nature of the way they do things at Jackson Hole, he's going to be expected to say something. It's going to be very hard for him to do the right thing because there isn't necessarily a right thing to be done right now. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Aside from the Jackson Hole gathering, today we'll be watching the European Central Bank. It plans to release its July meeting minutes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. 
Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.